It takes a humble mind and a curious spirit to go past the hubris that ignorance and knowledge bring. Through questions, specific concerns are addressed, doubts are dissolved, and understanding is achieved, which is the goal of this podcast. We believe asking questions provides one of the quickest and most precise routes to understanding, which translates into the correct execution of actions and the attainment of desired outcomes. This is where Solomon Ray comes in. Solomon Ray is a prolific Bible teacher, executive leader, advisor and sponsor. Known for his love for Jesus Christ and people, wisdom and unique incursions into God's word to provide relevance, clarity and understanding for personal leadership and a more productive life in Christ Jesus through every area of life. We trust this podcast will help you provide clarity to the burning questions you've been harboring all these years. Let's delve into the podcast and listen attentively as Solomon Ray brings clarity, insight and understanding to some questions. Take a listen. Greetings and thank you, sir, for this opportunity. What I wanted to ask is, is it right for children of God for to be to be politicians or is it right for them to like do politics because that's something that confused me a lot and that I've been debating over there with my friends and they said that's not right that's not right so I'm a little bit confused about it Hello there, good day, and welcome to yet another exciting episode of our podcast, Ask Solomon Ray. I'm your host, Solomon Ray, of course, and just to say a big thank you and to acknowledge all of you listening from all over the world, from Cameroon to Belgium to the United States to Singapore to the United Kingdom, France, the UAE, Australia, India, Poland, and Sweden. I must confess, this podcast is having a far-reaching audience beyond what I could ever imagine when I had this idea and, or I should say, the Holy Spirit breathed in me to make Make this to happen. Just for example, in Cameroon, of course, we have people from Yaoundé, Boya, Douala, just to name a few. And interestingly, in the USA, we have people from Dallas, Atlanta, Abilene, uh, Brooklyn, forgive me if I don't pronounce it right, Kansas City, Los Angeles, Marietta, Oakland, San Antonio, Silver Spring, Selma, just to name a few as well. And in Belgium, we have Brussels, we have Singapore, in the UK, we have Cobham, Alisbury, we have Dubai in the UAE, we have uh, Sydney, in Australia, we have Varanasi in India. In uh, Poland, we have Rezo. And in Sweden, we have Vaxjo. Sorry, I'm trying my best to pronounce. I hope I've done justice to all the names. And what I've just mentioned are just like piecemeal of what we have in our back end. Of course, we have people from Nigeria, Cote d'Ivoire. And thank you very much. It means a lot to us. It means a lot. It gives us some motivation added to the motivation that we know we are contributing to advancing the body of Christ. We are contributing to alleviating the ignorance that we have had. We are contributing to dissipating the doubt that many of us have harbored all these years. And uh, added to that, just to know that you guys are listening from all over the world, 
Thank you very much. God bless you. And please, when you're, you want to react to in the Q&A section for those who are on Spotify or even Apple Podcasts and you want to leave a comment, just let us know where you're reaching out, listening from, your country and the city. It's always good to have that interaction. Thank you once again. Thank you very much from the bottom of our hearts, myself and the team. Thank you very much. God bless you. And please continue to listen and most especially share with your friends and family as you're having value. Share and share and share and I know that's how we've had this multiplier effect so far. Thank you once again. Now we have an interesting question here from Zoe Anderson Mukete. Zoe, thank you very much for reaching out. And this is a very interesting question like you would come to realize. And the question is about can a Christian do politics or can a Christian be a politician? I know that Zoe, you're asking a question because you can. Anybody can become anything they want. So, I think the question you're asking is should. Should, because we all can. You can do whatever you want to do. If it's only left to you and I, we can do whatever thing we want to do. God has given us that. We can do it. But the question I presume is should, can and should are not the same thing. Should a Christian do politics or should a Christian be a politician? So, thank you once more, Zoe. I think it's a very interesting question and I'm very happy that, Zoe, you've asked this question. Thank you very much because I know many Christians who are having this question in the back of their mind and not just about politics. Politics is one of them, being a politician and doing politics and in other spheres of life, people have challenges. They don't know if they should engage. But of course, I can't answer a question that hasn't been posed here, so I'm going to focus just on the political side. First and foremost, we have to understand what politics is. So what is politics? Politics is the activities of the government, members of law-making organizations, or people who try to influence the way a country is governed. And the purpose of politics, therefore, is to influence how a country or territory is governed or run for the betterment of the people and the development of the territory. I've been around church circle basically all my life and I know for sure firsthand that this question begs for an answer because there are some circles where it is not allowed. So we're going to talk about the error of the church. You can already start understanding that I am for the fact that not I am because it's not a personal opinion here. God's word, Jesus Christ, God is not against his children getting into politics. But now, just having that answer is a very dangerous one without understanding because the reward that we have in this kingdom is not just what you do, it's the understanding that is back off or that supports your actions. It's not really the action. The action is verified. The action is important. But really, what carries more credence, what carries more impact and more value to God is the understanding, the motivation that swells or that propels that action. It's very important. This can be a whole lesson on its own, but because of time constraint, I'm just going to take us into some back office things just to get an understanding why it's important to God and to Jesus Christ that Christians get involved. So let's leave it at that, but let's start with the era of the church. And for many years, and even up till now, many Christians and many churches and many spiritual leaders don't advise their Christians or their members, if I should say that way. We understand what I mean. They don't advise their members to get into politics. And I think that's an error from our part. With all due respect, it's an error from our part. 
And the reason for this understanding and for this decision or for this way of seeing things is because, number one, many Christians are not aware of the purpose of Christians and the church. The church here is not the universal church, the body of Christ, not a denomination. So Christians, for the most part, are not aware of the purpose of Christians, of their purpose and the purpose of the body of Christ many christians are not aware of that and it doesn't mean they don't have one everybody has something they call purpose but it's not in line it's not in sync with what god is talking about or what god is referring to as purpose that's the first thing to many christians their life is more about just going to heaven so it's about fleeing from a world of chaos going to a better land and that has a lot of nuances within and number two is that in the political arena there is a propagation of a high level of antichrist practices so in telling the people not to go is an act of love though from the human perspective limited love i should say is an act of love not to go into harm's way so just come stay here and let's be here and i think that also is an error but that kind of explains though not justifies it but explains why we have that kind of understanding christians should not be politicians or be involved in politics and number three is that connected to the first point the rapture is the purpose of all the christians and everything they do and they see the rapture now as an escape route from a falling world so in the understanding of so many christians their life here is all about winning souls so they can get out of this earth so they can go to heaven and i think that from scripture it's a very very limited perspective again with all due respect it's a very very limited perspective but i want us to understand something we have to understand the purpose of jesus christ there are many variants or there are many ways to explain this but i'll just focus on one and it's the overall the purpose of jesus christ because we are one with him we are members of his body we are not away from him we don't have a different purpose from jesus christ we find our purpose in him in him we live and move and have our being in him we find our purpose in him we find our life in him we find our identity and our nature so if you want to find your purpose you want to understand your purpose we have to understand what the purpose of jesus is the purpose of jesus christ is to bring the earth under the complete dominion of the culture of the kingdom of god that's god's culture how he thinks his word his life his values his desires his pleasures what motivates his action so that's the overall purpose in the lord's prayer it talks about our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven that's the primary thing and we understand why i'm going to share some scripture as we go to see how this plays out and why is that important so that's the purpose so for that to happen for the culture of the kingdom of god to find expression and have dominion in the earth we have to win souls it's a two-fold dimension having people come to the knowledge of jesus christ and having people come to the knowledge of the truth that's where soul winning is very important we have to win souls because for anything to have dominion in the earth man has to be involved because man was the only creature that was given the mandate for dominion i hope it makes sense so man has to be involved 
So we win souls, we make people to believe in Christ, we share the gospel with them, we showcase the life of Christ and the life of the kingdom to them, and so they come. That's where soul winning, like I said, is very important. So you see, the purpose of Jesus Christ is to, in quotes, colonize the earth with the culture of the kingdom. Those of you listening from Africa who live there, you know a very big part of the history of the African people or some of them, they went through colonization. And the reason why we have English and French and Portuguese in some countries in Africa is because of that colonization. So they brought in the culture of their original country to this country which had to be colonized. So that's the objective. So how are we going to do that if we have the mentality of just fleeing away? What happens to you at the salt of the earth? What happens to you at the light of the world? What happens to that? So that's why I'm talking about the error of the church. We have to understand the strategy because if we understand the strategy, that's one way I've chosen to make us understand God's strategy because there's nothing the devil does. The devil does not create. He doesn't create anything. Everything he does, he was taught. Or everything he does, he sees. He copies from the original and does it, but now just pollutes it with his wrong motivation and wrong outcome. So you understand the devil's strategy to, to dominating the earth. Just stay with me, please. So the devil's strategy here is he focuses on two principal classes of people, the devil, in his agenda to dominate the earth with his culture because it's a clash of cultures god's culture the devil's culture it's a clash of cultures so the devil wants to impose his culture on the earth and since he was thrown out of heaven that has been his quest i have no time for that i have lessons upon lessons on that the two people that the devil focuses on in his dominion mandate actively you have kings and merchants the bible calls them in the king james kings and merchants and kings talks about administrators people in office presidents and kings and here their goal is to advance policies that influence the masses against the cause of christ against the culture of god again it's beyond just a cause it's about a culture clash and number two the goal of these merchants businessmen is to amass the resources so they can finance the policies that the kings have to influence the masses against the culture of God and against the cause of God. And these two category of people, the kings and the merchants, are, apart from the church, I'm coming to that, are the most important in terms of operationalizing the strategy of the devil. Because every other sphere of influence, education, media, entertainment, family and the rest, all these two have their cue from these two. Because when those in government pass legislations and when those who manage resources, capitalists of industries who have through the process of excellence and value creation, they have all these resources to fund the campaigns and to fund all these things. These people now in the education and all the rest find expression from that because even the family is under government by under i mean when the governments pass good laws the families affected in one way or the other so just stay with me the kings and the merchants these are the two groups of people that the devil focuses on so let's read revelations 18 1 to 3 
Revelations 18, 1-3 from the Living Bible Translation. After this, I saw another angel come down from heaven with great authority. This is the Apostle John talking. After all this, I saw another angel come down from heaven with great authority and the earth grew bright with his splendor. Two, he gave a mighty shout, Babylon the Great is fallen. She has become a den of demons, a haunt of devils, and every kind of evil spirit. Three, for all the nations, take note, the nations is a grouping of people. All the nations have drunk the fatal wine of her intense immorality. And how did all the nations come to cooperate with this Babylon? Now we go to the next The rulers of the earth have enjoyed themselves with her, and businessmen throughout the world have grown rich from all her luxurious living. We get it. Let me repeat verse 3. All the nations have drunk the fatal wine of her intense immorality. Why is that? Because, we continue, the rulers of the earth have enjoyed themselves with her, and businessmen throughout the world have grown rich from all her luxurious living. We now get it. Let's read the same Revelations 18, 1-3 from the Message Translation, and it reads, Following this, I saw another angel descend from heaven. His authority was immense. His glory flooded earth with brightness. His voice thunderous. Ruin, ruined, great Babylon, ruin. A ghost town for demon is all that's left. A garrison of carrion spirits, garrison of lotsom, carrion birds. All nations drank the wild wine of her pouring. How? Because the kings of the earth went whoring with her. Entrepreneurs made millions exploiting her. It's very important we understand this. So I am in no way indicting the rulers and the businessmen and the kings or entrepreneurs. Follow my orientation, please. I'm talking about the strategy of the devil in dominating the earth with his culture. And what's the culture of the devil? Is to do what you like whenever you like to do it. You become the god of yourself. But that's a different discussion altogether. So you see here from the Living Bible Translation, they are called the rulers and the businessmen. In the message translation, they are called the kings and entrepreneurs. I'm not now saying that when you become an entrepreneur, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying entrepreneurs are demonic, no. I'm saying that these are two class of people that the devil really focuses on. You know, the other ones, the superstars in music and the rest, they are there. But these two people, the kings and the businessmen, entrepreneurs or whatever, these are the two people that the devil really uses because every other sphere of influence is powered from these two groups of people. So every sphere of influence is influenced by these two category of people. Is very important. Now, like I said, the devil doesn't create anything. The devil copies and he just corrupts what God has done. He's not creative. He doesn't create anything. He just replicates what he sees. Therefore, the overarching purpose of the devil's strategy is to break away from God and Jesus Christ by using kings, administrators, people in politics, presidents to legislate against God and businessmen 
to finance policies and causes against God and Jesus Christ. That's the overarching purpose of the devil's strategy. So let's read Psalms 2, 1 to 3 from the TPT translation, the Passion Translation. And I love the way it has been put there. Please, like I said, everything we are talking about, the verses will be available in the show notes. So as you're following, go to the show notes and read along so you understand that is the Bible talking. So Psalms 2 verses 1 to 3 from the Passion Translation and it says that the nations speak. Remember, we read in Revelation, the nations have drunk the fatal wine of her intense immorality. Babylon. So they are now in cohort with Babylon through the rulers and the businessmen. Now the nations are speaking and the nations here are represented by the businessmen and the politicians. And let's hear what they have to say. How did the nations plan a rebellion? You see, they are out to rebel. How dare the nations plan a rebellion? Their foolish plots are futile. 2. Look at how the power brokers of the world rise up to hold their summits as the rulers came and confer together against Yahweh and his anointed king, saying, Now listen to what the nations, the power brokers of the world, the rulers and the merchants, the businessmen, look at what they are saying. Just listen to what they are saying. Verse 3, let's come together and break away from the Creator once and for all. Let's cast off these controlling chains of God and His Christ. That's their goal. So when they come together in their summits, in whatever summit they are having, they are discussing there whatever thing they are doing has to do with breaking away from the Creator, God and Jesus Christ, and casting off the chains to them God is controlling they want to do what they want to do they want to cast off the controlling chains in quote of God and his Christ they want to be the God of their lives the master of their destinies they want to be God so you now see why it's important for Christians to be involved in politics because God is saying that we are the light of the world we are the salt of the earth if we are not there the nations will go into ruin if we are not there or if we are silent darkness will override the earth and the world the affairs of men is very important and that's why we keep finding christians complaining and complaining and complaining from the place of the vanquished and that's why many christians are looking forward to the rapture so they can go away from this dark world the reason why the world is dark is because our light is not strong enough the reason why the world is tasteless is because we are not providing enough salt the reason why the world is dark is because our light is not shining Let your light so shine before men so they can see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. It's very important. Zoe, thank you very much for this question. I really love your question. It's very, very practical like every other question that we've had here. And it has to do with something specific. Thank you very much. Now it's important that we understand why Christians need to get involved. We need to get involved. We have been passive all this while. We have been so inactive. So the reason why we are going to work as entrepreneurs or business people or as people in politics or entertainment or whatever is because we want to put food on the table. But that's not the reason for our involvement in the marketplace. By marketplace, I'm talking about the aggregation of where people meet and offer value for the furtherance of the society and even people. 
it's very important that we understand that. For the most part, we Christians have been involved in the marketplace with the idea of just putting food on the table. And that's why the marketplace is so dark. I train and I teach a lot of professionals, young professionals, and I have, by God's grace, my own small fair share of influence to talk to some people in the higher echelons in society. And I can tell you for sure, from my interaction with young Christians who are in the marketplace and young Christians who are in church and even Christians across the board, across the board I mean age and even societal level and impact, we have not been trained to go to the marketplace to regain or to showcase the culture of the kingdom. We have not been trained to go into the marketplace with a mindset to re-dominate or to reclaim the earth from the people who are now in possession of the world and the affairs of the earth. People who have signed allegiance with the devil so he can have his way on the earth or in the earth. And that's why I talk about the error of the church. And we have been paying this price for so many years. That's why many Christians cannot wait for Christ to come for them to leave. I have things I will not say here about the rapture. The rapture is and will take place. But there are things I will not say here because this is not the time and forum for that. So we have to get involved. How do we get involved? Remember, if God's culture has to find, has to penetrate, has to subdue and dominate, then the two class of people who are very important in making that to happen in terms of operationalizing that strategy are number one, the fivefold ministry, pastor, teacher, prophet, and evangelist. Of course, these people are above the spheres of influence of society. We need the fivefold ministry, number one. Then, businessmen and kings is very important because what kings do, by kings I mean presidents, prime ministers, and, and chiefs, what they do when they sign a law, it affects the whole territory. They are very powerful. Their actions have an exponential effect. Their actions have a multiplier effect. And what the businessmen do, the entrepreneurs and the businessmen, what they do is to now provide resources to finance these policies, to finance courses. When you hear of NGOs, NGOs are run from donations from individuals who are super rich and organizations. That's how governments run. That's how courses are financed. So my dear Zoe and all of you listening, Christians have to get involved in every sphere of activity and especially in politics. We have to. We must. The reason why we have to get involved is, number one, to crush the rebellion of the antichrist politicians promoting satanic values, symbols, rituals, and heroes. Values, symbols, rituals, and heroes constitute culture. So Christians have to get involved into politics to crush the rebellion of the Antichrist politicians who promote satanic culture, which is satanic values, symbols, rituals, and heroes. It's very important. Let's read from Psalms chapter 2 from verses 4 to 9. Psalms chapter 2 from verses 4 to 9 from the Passion Translation. And it reads, so we are continuing from what we read, the nation speak. We are continuing and it says God speaks. Please go to the show notes. You will follow from there. God enthroned merely laughs at them. Remember the 
nations are trying to break away from the Christ, trying to break away from God. So, continuing, God enthroned merely laughs at them. The sovereign one mocks their madness. 5. Then with the fierceness of his fiery anger, he settles the issues and terrifies them to death with these words. I myself have poured out my king on Zion, my holy mountain. So God is saying, all what you're doing will amount to nothing because I've appointed someone who will deal with that. I'm too big for that. I'm appointing someone to deal with that. I myself have poured out my king on Zion. And that's Jesus. God appointed Jesus, has appointed him to come and deal with the rebellion of these antichrist kings and these antichrist businessmen. So we need Christians in the business world. We need Christians as entrepreneurs. We need Christians as kings, as presidents, as prime ministers. Oh, it's very important. So let's continue. Verse 7, now the sun is speaking. Jesus is speaking. I will reveal is in the active voice. I will reveal the eternal purpose of God. That's the mission of Jesus to the nations. Because I said the Antichrist kings and businessmen are out there to enthrone the purpose of the devil, which is to rebel from God and to impose the culture of Satan in the earth. So Jesus comes now and says, I will reveal the eternal purpose of God. Full stop. For he has decreed over me, you are my favored son, and as your father, I have crowned you as my king eternal. Today, I become your father. 8. Ask me to give you the nations and I will do it. And they shall become your legacy. Your domain will stretch to the ends of the earth. 9. And you will shepherd them with unlimited authority, crushing their rebellion as an iron rod smashes jars of clay. Are you seeing the purpose of Jesus Christ? Are you seeing the ambition that Christ has? He is coming to reclaim, to repossess the earth and all that is happening in the earth to God. So how would that happen when we are trying to live? Because you will say, okay, Jesus Christ, but we are one with him. We are his body. So whatever he wants to do, we are doing it with him. He is doing it through us. So how would the earth come under the total influence of God's culture if Christians are not involved? If Christians don't get involved into business, don't get involved into politics with the mindset that as a business person and entrepreneur, one of my roles is to finance the cause of God and to finance the agenda of the kingdom. And my role as a kingdom-minded politician is to pass laws and to enforce legislation which are pro-Christ, and pro the values of the kingdom. How would that happen? Are we counting on someone else to do it? It will never happen that way. We have to get involved. You have to get involved. And the second reason why we Christians have to get involved into politics and every other sphere of influence or human endeavor is to infuse and legislate for Christ-centered values and the policies for the betterment of the people and the development of the territory. It's very important. Number one, to crush the rebellion, to crush it. And how do we crush it? By being in seats of authority. By not just being one, by being many. There is only much you can do as one person in that domain as a politician. But when we have many, maybe you are the mayor in your city, you have another colleague who is the mayor of another city in the world, in a different country, and many of you are there, it's easier to have that dominion. Dominion has to do with numbers. You subdue because you are many. Hope you understand. You cannot subdue when you are just one. You cannot subdue if you are just few of you. You subdue when you are many of you. You dominate when you are many of you. 
So the second reason why Christians have to get involved into politics is to infuse and legislate for Christ-centered values and policies which are pro-Christ for the betterment of the people and the development of the territory. So let's read Proverbs. We'll read two scriptures. Proverbs 28.12 from the Amplified and Proverbs 29.2. So let's read Proverbs 28.12 from the Amplified. When the righteous triumph, there is great joy and celebration. But when the wicked rise to prominence, men hide themselves. Isn't that what's happening, right? It's happening. Why? Because the wicked are rising to prominence. Meanwhile, the righteous ones are just there doing nothing. We are praying and we are focusing ourselves in our four walls of our church. The Bible says, when the righteous triumph, there is great glory and celebration. But when the wicked rise to prominence, men hide themselves. Let's read now Proverbs 29 verse 2, still from the Amplified Translation. When the righteous are in authority and become great, the people rejoice. But when the wicked man rules, the people groan and sigh. Just think about this. And that's what we find all over the world. Christians complaining, Christians groaning, people groaning, people complaining. And I have a teaching called, When Lions Become Goats. We were the solution. We are in the back burner just praying to go away. And I keep wondering, going to where? I've said, I have a lot to say about the rapture, the purpose of the rapture. But this is not the time and place for that. We are the solution. By God's grace, he has made us the solution. He has made us to be the light. He has made us to be the salt. How dare we stay back and just wait for an exit route? But now, we are turning towards the end of this episode. But now, let me just give some caution here. After listening to this, you'll be fired up and say, no, let me go into politics. No. Don't just go in there because you just feel like going there. Alright? You must go into politics because you have been sent. When you are sent, see, God is committed to his word and his word is that he sends you. Goodwill is not enough. Don't just go there because you have goodwill. It's not enough because it's a very dangerous milieu. Not because politics is bad, but because over the years and the centuries, the devil has really sat on it. Remember when Christ came and he said, bow before me, I'll give you all this. He showed him the nations and all of that. I'll give you all this because they were given to me. And Christ never said, no, it's a lie. Because man voluntarily, indirectly or without knowing by ignorance or through some men who have decided decided to sell their countries they have given their people away to the devil for their selfish gains how can we stay silent don't just get into it because it's a very dangerous place remember i've said that's the hq businessmen and politicians antichrist businessmen and antichrist politicians they form the hq of the devil's strategy for dominance in the earth what happens when somebody comes to the thing that you value the most you are very wild true so when you're getting in there into politics you have to be very careful first you must be sent don't just go in there because you just feel that you have the charisma you must be sent goodwill is not enough it's not enough that domain is heavily invested and infested with antichrist politicians who have sold themselves away people who will stand in front of the camera and people who will sign antichrist bills without flinching people who openly demonstrate their allegiance to satan so be careful how you get there so that's the warning i'm giving don't go there because you just feel like going there be sent and be well prepared be well mentored have a spiritual leader have people who pray for you have a spiritual leader who is there to teach you empower you don't go there because you have first degree you have phd you have gone to harvard law school no please don't rely on your mere human intelligence and strength to go there don't just go there that way 
because you need a lot of wisdom a lot of wisdom just read the person of daniel just read daniel daniel had a lot of wisdom there's something i call the wisdom of daniel i won't say it here because we're already past time you must be extremely wise Remember, let's look at Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yes, they stood against the king, but we never hear of them again. But Daniel served different kings because there's a wisdom he had. As a Christian going to politics, you have to be wise and you must have strong conviction because you will see on display they will entice you to leave God in ways that you cannot imagine. Money, influence, all those things. You must have strong conviction. When they told Daniel, you will not pray again. And Daniel said, I can't live without prayer. I must pray. You cannot get into the arena of politics and your convictions are still dangling. You don't even know who you are. You can't do that. That's a high risk. You must get into politics but have strong convictions and be ready to die for it. Because you are entering the HQ of the devil's strategic zone for your dominance in the earth. Be very careful. So, the ultimate goal, therefore, why should Christians be involved in politics? Because the ultimate goal for which Christ came and yes, to die and everything, but all the dying on the cross and everything was a means to achieve this goal. The government, the running of the world is by Jesus Christ. The government, the running of the world is by him and through him. That's why he came. Remember what we read in Psalms 2 from verses 4 to 9. He has come to do the will of God and to crush the rebellion of these antichrist politicians and businessmen and to reclaim, to repossess the earth back to God because the devil is called the prince of this world because many people have given themselves away knowingly and unknowingly. Many territories have come under the influence of the devil knowingly or unknowingly. So the ultimate goal is the government, the running of the world through Christ by christ and through him let's read isaiah 9 6 to 7 from the esv for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government shall be on his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace 7 of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end on the throne of david and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice with righteousness from this time forth and, and forevermore the zeal of the lord of hosts will do this and the government shall be upon his shoulder the government shall be upon his shoulder the running of the affairs of the earth shall be upon his shoulder why the shoulder christ is the head of the body from the shoulder going down is the church you and i let's read the same verse isaiah 9 6 to 7 from the new living translation for a child is born to us a son is given to us the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace 7. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. Are you saying? It's something that has to happen and the Bible has said it will happen. How will this happen? We need to get involved in politics and in other spheres of influence. So should Christians be politicians? Or should Christians do politics? Yes. A hundred percent yes. Because we are the light of the world, we are the salt of the earth. And Jesus is counting on us because he has transferred the authority that God gave him to us. All authority has been granted me in heaven and earth. Go therefore and make disciples. We need to penetrate into the systems of the world. 
and we need to penetrate into politics, the political world. Because things will not get better until Christians step on the scene. Countries will not get better until Christians get involved. How dare we trust that a non-believer of Jesus Christ will do the thing that Jesus Christ expects? We don't have to be cowards. We have been for a very long time. But again, caution. Don't just use this as a pep talk and just go in there. You have to grow into wisdom. You have to have strategic alliances with your spiritual leader grow in wisdom and be sent above all be sent because when god sends you he makes provision for your well-being and your upkeep and your protection god bless you zoe thank you very much for this question zoe anderson thank you very much god bless you and i trust that you have learned a thing or two Jesus is really counting on you and I to influence the world for him. That's what you keep hearing the outro of every episode. The final line is, Jesus is counting on you and I to influence the world for him, to showcase the culture of the kingdom to the world, the love of God to the world. Because when they see and they experience the value system of the kingdom, the love of God and Christ, they will of course be glued to it and they will come over. But we need to grow. We need to know who we are. We need to understand our calling. We need to know our purpose. We need to know the importance of why Christ came. He came so the government should be on his shoulders and his reign will have peace and will never stop. And how dare we sit on the sidelines of business? How dare we sit on the sidelines of politics or any other domain and think others will do it? And we are just praying that Christ will come and we go away. He will come. But when he comes, let him meet us being responsible. Occupy till I come. Be responsible till I come. Be responsible and do what you have to do. Do what you ought to do. Do what I want to do through you until I come. God bless you. Please let us know if you have had impact from this in the Q&A section in Spotify and leave us a review, Apple Podcasts and even a comment as well and even a review on Spotify. And please follow this show, right, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or every other place that you listen to your podcast. Just follow it. Click where you have follow or you follow the show. So whenever we release an episode, you are notified automatically and you never miss any episode. Thank you very much. God bless you once more, Zoe Anderson. God bless you and to all of you from all over the world. I love you all. God bless you. I've been Sulum Rain Goleswear signing out. Bye-bye. Cheers. We trust this episode was instructive and that you've learned a thing or two. Please feel free to send in your questions using the Q&A button if you're on Spotify or use the link in the show notes below if on Apple Podcast or any other player. Getting value from this podcast, consider doing the following steps. Step 1. Leave a review after the show notes below. And step 2. Share with your friends and loved ones via your social media platforms. Also, consider showing some love by supporting us by giving towards the development of other programs using the appropriate link in the show notes as well. Do you want to share a personal message with Solomon Ray? For your testimonials and message of gratitude, use the appropriate link in the show note below to send your voice note. We truly love you and believe in you and the person you are becoming in Christ Jesus. Till then, have a blessed day ahead and remember, Jesus Christ is counting on you to influence your world for him. God bless you.